Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And And it's it's time time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content, suicide, sexual assault, and parental neglect. And today's book is Credence by Penelope Douglas. And how many stars did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? The first time I read it in 2021, I gave it a four, and then I sat on it a couple days, switched it to a five. But the second time... I'm thinking like a three and a half. Wow. I'm interested to hear why. I also gave it a three and a half both times because we'll get into it. There's just parts of it that I'm like not into. And it's not the parts that you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) My quote for you, Riley, is look at her. You ever seen anything that pretty? I'll bet she's the tightest thing too. Oh. And mine is he leans down close to my ear. Have you been kissed? I nod on places other than your mouth. Heat pools between my legs. No, Uncle Jake. <gasps> <I knew it. laughs> yep. We start in our female main character's POV. Her name is Tiernan. She's looking out the window at the tire swing her father always pushed her mother on as the paramedics take their bodies away. She finds out her father had cancer and didn't tell anyone about it. So her parents dressed in their best outfits and committed suicide together and died holding hands with each other in their bed. She found the bodies that morning. Oh my god. Tiernan is upset mostly because they didn't feel like she was worth staying alive for. They only cared about each other and did as little as possible to raise her. So she was essentially raised by like nannies and boarding schools and her parents just hung out with each other That's and so ignored sad. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this tire swing that she's looking out on, um, her father would push her mother on it and she would just sit and watch from her window and she's never been pushed on it herself as a child. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Terribly sad. After everyone is gone, she's finally alone in the house and she's pissed that her parents left her to deal with all this shit. The reporters are gone, but social media is basically assuming that Tiernan is going to follow after her parents soon. So her parents were like A-list celebrities. I think her mom was an Oscar-nominated actress. Oh. Yeah, her dad directed movies. And how old is Tiernan at this point? 17. 17? Okay. She gets a call from a Colorado number on her private cell phone, and when she answers it, she's told it's her Uncle Jake Vanderberg, her dad's stepbrother. She's never met him before, so she tells him if he's calling about the funeral arrangements, her mom's assistant will have the details but he says that he's not attending the funeral and then he tells her he got a call from her father's attorney since she's not 18 for a couple more months he's been given custody of her he tells her he's not going to force her to do anything and if she wants to emancipate herself he won't fight her on it but he has two sons about her age noah and caleb and they're happy to take her in it's a different life than what she's used to and they live out in the middle of the woods getting snowed in a few months out of the year but it's a good life a couple days later she's at the airport after landing in colorado and jake is there to pick her up. He's in his late 30s, early 40s, and he's 6'2 with an athletic build, blonde hair with blue eyes. He helps her with her luggage and throws them in the bed of his pickup truck. So it's step. Step uncle. And they've never met. So there's no blood relation. That's better. I really thought it was like her blood uncle and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no. He tells her she can complete school online but suggests that her teachers send her assignments in bulk since the Wi-Fi usually goes out during the winter snowstorms. She asks him what he does for a living and he tells her that him and his sons work on dirt bikes from the garage. He notices her eyeing a candy store as they get further out of town and he stops and brings her inside and she fills a bag with Swedish fish and insists on paying for her own stuff. So he's like, I got this. And she's like, no, I'm literally rich. I'll pay for my own stuff. Yeah, I got money. They drive again and head up to the top of the mountain. And
and he tells her they're way out in the middle of nowhere, so if she wants to go into town to make sure one of the boys are with her, they finally pull up to the house, and it's a massive three-story cabin. Jake walks her inside, and they're greeted by two dogs, and he calls for Noah. Noah comes out and immediately looks Tiernan up and down. He's got slick back blonde hair with a backwards baseball cap and a broad build with bright blue eyes. Something about a backwards baseball cap? Mm. It's good. It is good. It is good, yeah. Noah tells Jake that their horse got out and he just came back in to grab a beer before going back out to find her. Noah hands Tiernan one of the beers in his hand and Jake starts to show Tiernan around the house, telling her to help herself to whatever she needs. She sees a large deer hanging upside down with blood draining onto the floor in the garage and Jake tells her that it's grow, catch, kill out here and he hopes that she isn't a vegetarian. He shows her where his room, Noah's room, the bathroom, and finally where her room is. And he says Caleb's room is on the third floor and warns her that Caleb is kind of an introvert. She goes into her room and is pleasantly surprised that it's cozy and even has its own fireplace. And she refers to Jake as uncle and his eyes darken as he tells her not to call him that. He's not really her uncle. Oh, he's like, no, I think you're hot. Please don't call me that. Yeah, I think so. She wakes up the next morning realizing where she is and she has intrusive thoughts about what her parents look like right now sitting on slabs at the morgue, but she can't seem to cry about it. So she hasn't cried over her parents' death at all. She's just numb. That's a lot of trauma. It is. Yeah. She steps out onto her balcony and finally gets a view of the mountain she'll be living on and realizes just how far out in the middle of nowhere she is, but it's beautiful. She heads for the bathroom and when she opens the door, she's greeted by a topless woman and the woman covers her breasts and says, excuse me, as she leaves the bathroom and Tiernan goes in into the bathroom. She tries to get a look down the hallway before closing the door to see what room the woman went into, but she wasn't fast enough. So she wants to know which man this woman is fucking, but she wasn't quick enough. I'd want to know too. When she's dressed, she heads downstairs and goes to the kitchen where there's a pot of coffee already made. She's pouring herself a cup when Jake comes up behind her and startles her by saying, morning. Morning. He says that he left the coffee pot on for her and looks down at her mug, telling her she has pretty hands and Tiernan feels like the room is getting smaller. The woman from the bathroom walks up behind Jake kissing him and asking if she'll see him tonight and he says maybe and the woman leaves and she is way younger than Jake so I think she's about the age where she realistically could have been fucking any one of the men in the house yeah okay he takes Tiernan out to the stable to ride some horses and when Noah sees her he makes a joke about her ripped jeans asking when she got attacked by an animal but Tiernan isn't in a joking mood and doesn't think it's funny it's total dad joke I thought it was funny (laughs) that is did you buy those pants with those holes in them (laughs) I hate that makes me so irritated I know it's so awful, but it's so funny. <laughs> you get a up. discount for the missing fabric? <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to shove the missing fabric in your mouth. Right in your ass. Yeah. Jake helps her up into the saddle and she's shocked when he hops on right behind her. She says she knows how to ride, but he ignores her and the horse starts to take off to wherever they're going. She can feel Jake's body pressed against hers and he asks if she's uncomfortable, but she doesn't say anything. He moves her hair over her shoulder and tells her to keep her hair up next time. They get to the top of a hill where he stops the horse to show her the layout of the property and then they just keep going to where he's taking her. And eventually they get to the edge of a cliff and the view is breathtaking. Jake asks if she likes it and she says yes she loves it and he says she can come back here whenever she likes now that she knows the way but to bring protection against wildlife when she leaves the house. He pulls out a rifle and starts to teach her how to shoot it but she's already a pretty good shot and he's impressed. So she's like I already know how to shoot again Uncle Jake. Uncle. He tells her to take the horse and ride back to the house. He's gonna check some traps and walk home and asks that she start breakfast. She's offended but he says that if she likes she could tend to the crops or skin a deer or 
milk a cow and she's like okay fine I'll make breakfast yeah that's what I would pick as well yeah but she's like what because I'm a woman I need to be in the kitchen that's what I assumed at first and he's yeah. like do you know how to do anything else other than cook right now no bitch <laughs> you want to go skin a fucking deer I don't think you do <laughs> he says by the time she leaves he's going to get her to show some sort of emotion so she's basically just blank like answering the questions not engaging at all just going through the motions and he's like i will get a rise out of you a challenge as she's putting the saddle back in the stable back on the property she sees a punching bag and she just starts wailing on it thinking about how much jake gets under her skin but noah walks up behind her asking if she's gonna make breakfast and so she hits the bag so hard she almost knocks it into him and then noah laughs and says she's got spunk Spunk. You got spunk, girl. And I got spunk through you. <laughs> Give me that spunk. No. <laughs> this makes Tiernan angry, and she notes how it feels good to feel some sort of intense emotion. Noah tells her to come inside, and they can make breakfast together. So they make eggs, and even though she's starving, Tiernan is too stubborn to eat and goes up to her room. She hasn't eaten since, like, the day before at some point. She unpacks her bags and rearranges for a while before she hears banging and a drill from outside. She goes to check it out, and Jake is working on the siding and she asks if she can help. He has her hold the wood as he pounds the nails in and he eventually has her completely take over. She winds up getting a splinter and as he's helping her get it out, a bunch of motocross guys show up and Noah goes out to greet them. Jake grabs her into the shop to keep trying to get the splinter out and apologizes for being a dick and he says he's not upset about her dad's death but he's sorry that she's upset and then Tiernan's like, I'm not upset. No, they were barely parents to her. They were. Yeah. Noah and the dirt bike guys are just outside of the shop and Tiernan is immediately taken aback by one of them. She wonders if it's Caleb as they make intense eye contact. So she's like, oh, one of these guys is hotter than the rest of them. <laughs> and Caleb's the introvert, right? Yeah. Okay. You'll see. I think introvert is a mild understatement. Okay. Yeah. I don't even, I don't have a word for him. We'll get into it when we get there because I have opinions. Oh, I can't wait to hear him. Jake grabs her hand and sucks the splinter right out in a strangely intimate way and she tries not to stroke his beard as he does this. So he just grabs her hand and he's like... Yeah. I don't know how I would feel about that. I wouldn't like that at all. I'd be like, give me my hand. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> when it's out, he warns her to stay away from the local guys and tells her to go inside and make some sandwiches. Mm-mm-mm. This like irritates her, but she's like, okay. As she's going through the fridge, she notices a leak and pulls up a YouTube video and figures out what she needs to fix it. So she goes to the shop to get the tools she needs and it's success. She fixes the fridge all by herself. Noah comes up behind her as she's finishing and he's clearly impressed. He helps her put the food back in the fridge and tells her she has a pretty smile and that he wants to see her smile more often. Jake walks in and sees the fridge rearranged and tells her they're a well-oiled machine here and not to go above and beyond. If she wants chores, he'll give her chores. Fuck off, Jake. That night, she wakes up around 1 a.m. in the middle of a thunderstorm. Her throat is sore and her face is wet. She's having night terrors and she thought they'd stopped a long time ago. She sees claw marks in her arm where she dug her nails into herself and starts to wonder if she's safe here. (gasps) We switch to Jake's POV. He's lying awake in bed thinking about how he shouldn't have taken Tiernan in. He's a horrible father to his two sons and he's kind of a man whore. He wants to stop sleeping with the topless woman from earlier. She's boring and the sex is bad. And he's pissed at his stepbrother for fucking 
hurting Tiernan up so badly and leaving her the way he did. He's wondering what makes Tiernan the way she is. Is she into drugs, alcohol, perhaps sex? Oh, why are you thinking about that, Uncle Jakey? He gets a mental image of Tiernan getting fucked and he has to shake his head to clear it. He gets up to find Tiernan to apologize for being an asshole about the fridge and finds her in the kitchen. He tells her thank you for fixing it and she simply asks if there's anything else she can help with today. He gives her a list of chores to be done around the house and asks nicely if she'd be okay to make breakfast again with the bacon the exact same way she'd done it before and she says sure and he begins to admire her because she's beautiful. The slender neck, the curve of the waist, the spine and shoulders that made her seem statuesque sometimes. On Amelia, it looked cold. On Tiernan, it makes you wonder how she'd bend and move in someone's arms. She wets her pink lips and my breath catches for a moment. If I were a worse man, I think you will be a worse man. I think you will. <laughs> I think you're about to be one very soon. Jakey. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it's not even that she's his like quote unquote niece. It's that she's 17. Yeah. And he's like 40. But all right. He likes him young. Nasty. That's the icky part. That's one of the icky parts. Oh. What's the other one? Can't tell you. Damn it. Noah comes in and Jake tells him to show Tiernan how to clean out the stalls and feed the horses. Noah asks her if she has a shirt on under her blouse and she nods and then he tells her to take it off so he can give her a different one that can get dirty. Jake tries to look away as she takes off her shirt in the kitchen but has a hard time controlling himself. But she's still wearing like a cami underneath. Yeah, she still has a tank top on under the blouse. Like it's not like she, he's seen a Put bra. Put your dick in your pants, sir. An hour later, Jake gets a call and it's from Amelia's assistant and Amelia is Tiernan's late mother. Mm-hmm. Her name is Mariah and she's like a mother figure to Tiernan and tells him that she wants Tiernan to come home to properly deal with what's going on. They get in a pissing match about who should have guardianship when Mariah asks if he knows that Tiernan wakes up every morning at one o'clock and he's silent because he had no clue and Mariah hangs up the phone. And she wakes up every day at one o'clock because her night terrors? Yeah. Okay. And Mariah's like her longest nanny so she's had her for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. We switch to Tiernan's POV. After chores they're eating breakfast and she asks to borrow the truck so she can run into town to grab a couple of things and Jake says sure and throws her the keys. He throws a hundred dollar bill down even though she says she can pay for her own stuff and Noah says he'll go with her so he can grab some stuff too. She rinses off and puts on some different clothes and meets Noah outside. Noah's on his dirt bike and says that's what they're gonna ride into town so she reluctantly climbs on and holds on tight as he rides them down the mountain. They pull up to the store and when they go inside Noah goes off to go grab his stuff and she sneaks back to the pharmacy to have her birth control sent over. The pharmacist tells her to give him 10 minutes to fill it, so she walks around the aisles to grab some things when she's stopped by a girl about her age who looks at the hat that she's wearing and she's wearing Noah's hat and glares at her asking if she's one of the racer's girlfriends. She says, no, sorry, and the girl continues to badger her about where she got the hat, but Tiernan doesn't feel like entertaining her and won't give her an answer. Yeah, like, fuck off. Noah walks up with eight boxes of condoms and tells the girl that Tiernan is with him. Oh, my gosh. Eight boxes. We're not a condom family over here, so how many condoms are in a box? I haven't used a condom in like eight years. I don't fucking know. Probably like 20. Yeah, I feel like there's like packs, you know, yeah. like tampons. Like there's probably like a small pack with like 12, like yeah. 24 packs. But if you're buying eight know. packs, you're probably buying eight big packs because you could just buy like oh, yeah. a smaller number of big packs rather than a large number of smaller packs. Right. Yeah. Huh. So it's like 200 condoms. That's so pricey. <laughs> also expensive so are babies so are stds 
True. True. <laughs> he tells the girl to get lost, and when she storms off, Noah tells Tiernan that her name is Cece, and she's an insecure bitch. Like, Cece's calling herself an insecure bitch. No, Noah's like, that's Cece. She fucking oh, sucks. Oh, got you. Cece. And she does suck. I was like, does she really suck, or is, like, he just being yeah, a man? she's not a good person. She's a sucky bitch. They pay for their things, and Noah brings their stuff out to the bike while Tiernan goes to the pharmacy and grabs her birth control, slipping it into her back pocket. When she meets Noah outside, she sees the guy from the other day across the street staring at her. And she doesn't think this is Caleb anymore, and then Noah tells her that his name is Terrence. He's an up-and-coming motocross star, and he's totally checking Tiernan out. Oh. Noah puts on her helmet, all flirty, and tells her that Terrence won't approach her if he thinks that she's untouchable by belonging to them. They start to ride back up the mountain, and Noah pulls over so they can look over a precipice at the view, and he starts to ask Tiernan some questions about why she is the way she is. He says he's Googled her parents and that they were obsessed with each other and had a kid who they resented for taking up their time. And then she starts to cry because he's not wrong. So like the whole world knew that? Yeah. Since they're like celebrities, they'd always be like, why don't you have your kid with you? So then they would have to take her on a fucking vacation with them like one time. And then they'd go back to being like only about them. And then they would have to do that every couple years or whatever. Imagine if your parents were just like, you're cock block. Yeah, you're cock blocking us. Stop. I hate you. <laughs> Why did we have you? Uh, I know. It's really sad. That's terrible. Yeah, that is so sad. That night, she wakes up at 1 a.m. from a night terror and realizes that she wants to leave. She walks downstairs and goes to the garage to get her clothes out of the dryer when a man covered in blood bursts in carrying a deer carcass. He looks at her but doesn't say anything and starts to wash up in the sink. And then she realizes that this is Caleb. Oh. Who the fuck goes hunting at 1 a.m. Caleb. Caleb. Mm. That's the least concerning thing about okay. him. I was like, that's <laughs> spooky scary. Caleb is harsh looking and he just stares at her. She asks if he's Caleb and he doesn't answer and looks her up and down and she realizes that she's wearing a torn t-shirt that she ripped during the night terror and her entire stomach is exposed. She goes to cover her stomach but winds up grazing her under boob instead. Oh. <laughs> that's a silly mistake. <laughs> yeah. He walks up to her and pins her against the wall getting his face close to hers. She thinks he's going to kiss her or something, but he grabs a strand of her hair and sniffs it and begins to run his nose along her hairline and ears, smelling her. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What? (laughs) Just you wait. It gets a lot more alarming. That's not an introvert. I mean, you'll see. That was not very introverted of him, though. No. No. Tiernan's nipples get hard and she's feeling all tingly and she tries to tell him that this probably shouldn't happen, but he reaches down and undoes his pants pressing himself into her and she can feel his erection against her leg. He picks her up, putting her on the hood of a car parked in the garage, cupping her ass, and she tries to push him away, but he crashes a rough kiss against her lips. He starts to kiss her stomach and when her titty pops out, he starts to suck on her nipple. She moans, but keeps asking him to stop. But he doesn't. His kisses only get lower, trailing over my hip bones as he eats me up and warmth pools between my legs, almost burning with needing something there. Stop, I mouth. He gets my shorts and panties down over my ass and comes down, sucking my lower belly. Ew. He's just like... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, raspberries! Hey, cousin! (laughs) Just an inch above my clit, and I rise up, growling as I slap him across the face. Stop! I said, stop. Yeah, what the fuck? She said stop, like, so many times at this point, and he just keeps going. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tiernan says that when someone says stop, you stop and asks if he's stupid. And he snarls at her, grabbing her arms, but she doesn't back down. But the sexual tension is still very much present between the two of them. Noah bursts in and rips Caleb off of Tiernan, telling him who Tiernan is and that he cannot fuck her. He's like, this is our cousin. You need to calm down. <laughs> you cannot fuck our cousin. He's like, down, Caleb, down. No. Down, boy. Bad. Bad, Bad, Caleb. bad. He's a fucking dog. Oh, I have opinions on Caleb. I already don't like him. Just when we get towards closer to the end, we can openly discuss our feelings on Caleb because I really want to hear Shelby's, but I don't want to hear them right now. Okay. If that makes sense. <gasps> is this, is Caleb Shelby's favorite? I don't know. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky bitches. <laughs> Noah starts to laugh, telling her that Caleb always gets all riled up after a big hunting trip and wants to fuck something. <laughs> He just kills a bunch of things and he's like, oh, I gotta fuck. I need to fuck. <laughs> Testosterone man Jesus. She asks Noah why he keeps speaking for Caleb and Noah tells her that Caleb doesn't speak and hasn't since he was four years old. Tiernan asks if he's deaf too since she told him to stop a bunch of times and Noah says he just isn't used to girls like her. Caleb goes into the house and Noah tells her he won't try anything with her again. She's forgotten why she even came in here to begin with and starts to wonder what would have happened if Noah hadn't come in and she doesn't hate the thought. Okay. I would hate the thought. I would be traumatized. The next morning, the sound of a woman being fucked by Noah wakes her up. Because their rooms are side by side. Man, all these dudes just be fucking. They do be. Yeah. I think they're all like really hot. And so all the girls in this small town are just like, yeah. Use me and abuse yeah. Vanderberg boys. They're so hot. She groans and grabs her toothbrush and heads to the bathroom. And when she opens the door, Jake is in there just wearing a towel, clearly having just gotten out of the shower. And she admires his toned body for a second. Jake asks her if she needs to shower and tells her there's only one bathroom so she can just hop in but she says no she just wanted to brush her teeth so he's like i'm not leaving the bathroom because i'm getting ready but if you want to grab a shower get naked take your fucking clothes off also how how's there one bathroom he built this cabin by himself it's three fucking stories and each bedroom has a goddamn fireplace but you can't put a two bathrooms in here typical man yeah idiot they stand side by side at the sink as he shaves his face and he asks her if she has a boyfriend back home she doesn't answer and he asks her if she's had any man before and she says nothing but she lathers her face with shaving cream and uses her toothbrush to mimic him shaving his face why <laughs> she's she's a weird girl <laughs> When they're done, he tells her there's no hiding what she is, a girl. And she says she may not be a man, but she won't always be a girl either. She makes everyone pancakes for breakfast and even Caleb comes downstairs. She's thinking about last night and wondering how different she would feel if they were actually blood related. But thinking about last night gets her a little soaked. So not hella soaked, just like a little soaked. Just a little bit. Just a little little dribble. dribble. Oh, get out of my head. (laughs) She asks Caleb what kind of pancakes he wants, but he doesn't respond. So she just keeps talking, asking him how many he wants. And of course, he does not respond to that either. She puts the pancakes on the table and deliberately does not put a plate down for Caleb. Caleb serves the pancakes to Jake and Noah and takes Tiernan's plate and then loads up the rest of the pancakes onto it, leaving Tiernan with nothing. Tiernan grabs an apple and takes a bite. And Caleb is intensely staring at her legs and her little shorts. 
She stares at all three of the men and leaves the room when her mind starts to get a little too interested. She takes the truck to town and picks up some hay like Jake asked her to, and when she's helping to unload it in the barn, she hears a woman's voice telling someone she's going to make him moan. She peeks around the corner and sees a woman with her head between Caleb's thighs. Oh. Caleb has his head tilted back, his eyes closed, and breathes hard as he grips her hair, forcing her up and down on his cock. The muscles in his forearms flex and his hair damn near hangs in his eyes. But I watch his face. The woman forgotten. Sweat dampens the ends of his hair, sticking to his skin, and his lips tighten periodically because he, he likes it. I hear her moan, even with him in her mouth, and he pulls her down on him again and again as his eyebrows pinch together. And then his eyes open, his head tilts forward again, and his gaze pins me through the crack like he knew I was here the whole time. Shit. Oh, he knows. He clocked ya. He knows. He says, I know you fucking want this. No means yes. (laughs) No means try harder. Yeah, no means I'm not giving up. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) He stares into her eyes as he begins to fuck the woman's face and Tiernan lets out a small moan, which makes Caleb smile. He comes and she runs out of the stable. Noah is getting on his bike along with a group of friends, including Terrence, and he asks her if she wants to join them on a ride. Caleb comes out and jerks his chin to the house, motioning for Tiernan to go back and not to come. And Tiernan is like, whatever, and just goes inside. Fucking Neanderthal. (laughs) Everyone leaves and Jake is gone, so she packs a little bag of snacks, puts on some sunscreen, and grabs a gun and walks to the top of the hill that Jake showed her. When she gets there, she hears someone or something behind her. She doesn't see anyone, so she keeps hiking until she gets to a pond that they had passed when Jake showed her the top of the mountain. She strips off her shirt wearing just a sports bra and turns on some music from her phone wading into the water. She floats on her back for a while until she hears the rumble of a dirt bike pulling up and it's Terrence. He strips off his shirt and gets into the water. These men are all so forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just used to every girl in town wanting to fuck them so it doesn't even occur to them that maybe someone might not want to fuck them. Fair. Is it fair? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. That's not fair. When she starts to swim away, he tells her not everything with a penis is a threat. And he says he snuck away from the group to get a moment alone with her because she's the new girl in town. And since she's always with the guys, he hasn't been able to approach her. And they have a little flirty banter. He goes to grab her. But before she can push him away, Noah and Caleb pull up on their bikes. And Noah yells for her to get out of there now. Caleb has a gun and points it at Terrence. (gasps) You're not going to be able to keep her to yourself, he tells Caleb and Noah. She's the prettiest thing we've seen in a while. And I'm just trying to get in there before all the dogs start barking at your front door for a piece of that sweet little snatch. I cringe and Caleb cocks his gun. Ew! Sweet little snatch. Nasty. So gross. And she's underage. Like, I cannot emphasize more that she is underage. 17. All of these men are at least 20. Noah's 20 and Caleb's 22. Oh, shit. I thought they were like the same age as her. No, they're a little bit older, which Mm -hmm. is still like less gross than the whole Jake thing. But still yucky. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Noah pulls Tiernan onto his bike and before they ride off, Terrence tells Tiernan he'll see her soon. They get back to the house and everyone is pissed. Noah tells Jake what happened and Noah tells Tiernan that if she gives Terrence a piece of ass, he'll make sure that she doesn't sit for a week. Later on that night, Tiernan goes down to the kitchen where Noah and Jake are cleaning up Caleb's bloody nose and he's covered in cuts and scrapes. So he stayed behind when Noah and Tiernan left on his bike to have some words with 
with Terrence and he came back all bloodied. <gasps> but like probably you should see the other guy. Yeah. Because mm. he fucked up. It doesn't say what happened. Uh-uh. I would assume so though because Caleb's crazy. He is crazy. Uh-huh. That's true. Jake tells Tiernan to get started on dinner and she says she's not hungry and he's like yeah but we are. And she refuses and says that if he doesn't like it to send her back home. He lays into her about how she's spoiled and there's no maids or butlers here or psychiatrists to prescribe pills for her to drown out her shallow little life and she starts to cry and he says she's just not used to rules and chores and being made to do things she doesn't want to do she starts to break down more and says no she's not used to people they didn't talk to her at home and she's not used to all of this so she was basically just Mm. like existing in her house and now there's all these people that like yeah she's like what the fuck is happening she runs upstairs before he can say anything and sobs alone in her bed she wakes up the next morning and there's a bag of candy on her nightstand with a note on it that says your parents never gave you anything sweet that's why you're not she throws the candy away but saves the bag with the writing on it and heads downstairs jake is in the kitchen and she tells him she's going home but he says you are home and when her eyes start to water he brushes her hair behind her ears and grabs her holding her close to him and kisses the top of her head and he tells her that she's not alone my eyes drop to his lips and for a moment i'm with him breathing with him and my blood coursing hot under my skin as i take in his tanned face smooth mouth and the rugged scruff along his jaw i have a sudden urge to wrap my arms around him and hide in his neck but he runs his thumb over my jaw the heat under my skin spreads lower and the small smile he had on his lips fades as he stares down at me oh tiernan goes out to the barn with jake to help him with some work and she asks some questions about the boy's mom and learns that she's in prison for 10 to 15 years tiernan asks if he loved her and he says that he dove into her because he was in love with a woman named flora they spent a beautiful summer together when they were younger but tiernan's mom got flora drunk one night and she woke up in bed with another man and then they bribed her with fifty thousand dollars to make her disappear and then he found out that she'd later killed herself so that's why he absolutely hates his stepbrother yeah that's terrible and then he met noah and caleb's mom after that Mm -hmm. um and then she fell pregnant with the boys he tells her to go help caleb with his chores and she says she doesn't want to so jake tells her that if he'd been the one who found her with terrence he would have killed him apparently terrence has gangbangs at his clubhouse and there's a scoreboard on the wall with girls names on it rating them from one to ten so he's just like a total piece of shit yeah he's a dick she goes to caleb with a first aid kit and tells him to sit and he does and she cleans his wounds and rubs neosporin on him and noah tells her to come with him into town so he can pick up some burgers for lunch we switch to noah's pov he's fucking some girl who showed up at the house early in the morning even though he's really not into her she's his ex's 18 year old sister and she keeps asking him if she's hotter than her own sister and noah's just like yeah sure totally go hard she pants i'm daddy's little whore ew what the fuck (laughs) i close my eyes my stomach rolling you won't hurt me noah she says shut the fuck up i dare you to try that's it i grit my teeth and circle her waist flipping us both around and pinning her on her back i cover her mouth with my hand as i push her knees wide spreading her open i fuck her hard and fast as my bed rocks the floorboards creak and i stare out the window behind my headboard i just want this to be over he's like shut the fuck up (laughs) i'm daddy's little whore he hates this and imagines himself being anywhere but here and he hates morning sex like he specifically hates morning sex 
Then why are you doing it, Noah? He could kick her out. He, like, literally just say, get out. All these girls just show up at their house to fuck. Yeah. In another minute, I feel her moans vibrate on my palm. Her pussy contracts, squeezing my cock, and I grunt as I finish her off, forcing hard breaths in her ear so she thinks I finished too. My skin itches where it touches her. I remove my hand. I love the feel of your cum inside me, she breathes out. I didn't come, and I'm wearing a condom. Dunderhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And she She's just like, oh my God, we're both loving this. And he's like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. He grabs a beer, hoping the girl is gone by the time he's out of the shower and walks out of the room. Tiernan is on her way to the bathroom to shower too. And they get in this very sibling-like fight over who's going to shower first. So they're like wrestling for the shower. Mm. And then the girl from the room walks out, crooking her finger at Noah, like beckoning him to come back to bed. He grabs Tiernan and pulls them both into the bathroom, shutting the door and locking it. The girl starts pounding on the door, now asking if Noah is going to the bar tonight and Jake starts yelling for Noah to come downstairs. Tiernan tries to get away, but Noah grabs her by the waist and they both fall into the shower. And the shower is on at this point. Oh, no. Oh, we're all wet. (laughs) In the shower. The girl pounds on the door again and Noah tells Tiernan to tell the girl that he's not here, but she refuses. But like, did the girl not see him in the bathroom before he closed the door? But like, right. She is a dummy. She is kind of stupid, yeah. And Tiernan's like, I'm not doing that. And then Jake starts to pound on the door and finally Tiernan yells that Noah's not in the bathroom. And they sit in the tub talking and Tiernan tells him about a time when she was younger when she tried to kill herself by walking into the ocean with a heavy backpack on but chickened out last minute. And Noah feels like he can relate to the feeling of wanting to escape from life. Does it... I mean, strange way to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's very like... And there were library books. So like rude. The poor library is never seeing those again. No. (laughs) She like, she goes back and returns them, but they're all soggy. (laughs) Noah says that he actually needs to shower, but she says she's not getting out of the tub because she's all wet. So she turns around while he strips and rinses off. He stares at her back as he washes and there's definitely some sexual tension between the two of them. He gets out and closes the shower curtain for her and leaves the bathroom but not before turning around and seeing her silhouette strip behind the curtain. He thinks about making a move but shakes his head and leaves. Later on that day they all go to the lake together to blow off some steam and Tiernan's in a little bikini and Noah can't help but admire how nice her body is. He asks Caleb what she felt like the other night but obviously he can't respond and just levels him with a stare. He says that he doesn't want Caleb running her off and as long as Tiernan stays here he will too. So his main goal in life is just to get the fuck off this mountain and move somewhere yeah. else like he does not want to be here okay but he doesn't move even though he's 20 like he he could have left but he just doesn't leave yeah but jake doesn't like allow him to leave i mean i guess he yeah. could because he's legally an adult but jake it does not condone the fact that he wants to leave oh okay. no we switch to tiernan's pov she's fishing with jake and watching the boys cliff dive thinking about how she didn't want noah to leave the shower this morning and how seeing caleb without a shirt on makes her stomach drop but as she talks to jake it's like nobody else is here. He shows her how to cast a line by pressing his bare chest to her back and helping her with the fishing rod and she can barely breathe. If you don't like fishing, he says behind me, his voice low and husky, there's a pretty cool cave behind the waterfall. Doesn't go that deep, but it's peaceful. We cast the line again, trying to reach just beyond the pool. Sounds like a good place for teenagers to do bad things, I joke. As a matter of fact, he chuckles, oh great, I can only imagine what the boys get up to back there, growing up here as they have. If a guy takes you there, he tells tells me, now you'll know what he's after. Then maybe you should take me. He stops spinning the reel and I stop breathing. That sounded, oh my god. 
I'll be safer with you, I rush to add, turning my head to glance at him. I mean, right? He stares down at me, almost like he's not breathing either. Yeah, he mutters. <gasps> Maybe you should take me there. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jake. <laughs> she pushes her back into his chest and she can feel his breathing getting heavier. He tells her he's not used to having a woman in the house, but he has the desire to take care of her. His heated stare holds me frozen and something pulls at every inch of my skin, begging for something. His hands. Heat pulls low in my belly and I'm wet. I feel the slickness between my thighs as I throb, embarrassment rising to my cheeks. You should be embarrassed, Tiernan. Tiernan. It's your uncle. She panics and runs away, jumping into the water to clear her head, and she swims under the waterfall to find the cave that he was talking about. I shouldn't have been having those thoughts about Noah in the shower. I should have stopped Caleb in the moment he started. I shouldn't feel nervous around Jake Vanderberg. I'm desperate for attention and confused. It feels good. Tiernan starts to fantasize about Jake being in the cave with her. I groan at the images in my head, grabbing onto the rock for support. The tiny pulse between my legs throbs, and I slide my hand under the water and inside my bottoms. I breathe hard. Shit. God, I want, I want. He squeezes me, pulling me hard against his wet chest, and he doesn't talk. This is a secret. This is a fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My nipples pebble, the hard little points poking through my swimsuit top, and I rub my middle finger over my clit in small, slow circles. Gripping the rock by my head, I imagine him at my back, and I shake my head, trying to picture anyone else. It could be anyone, but it's the same hard, sun-kissed body pressing into me, his rough fingers against my soft flesh and I'm so wet and hot and so empty. I rub faster, gasping and whimpering all alone in the cave, but I need something more, something I can't give myself, something solid inside me and my mouth on him and his eyes looking down at my body he wants to touch, but can't and taking me in his possessive hands with his lustful eyes and making my heart pound in my chest. He hates my father but wants me. My clip pulses as I feel the orgasm crest and I want him to take me and I want him to make me scream and come and feel everything I'm tired of not feeling. I want to be breath. She wants him. Suddenly, Tiernan hears someone yell, No, stop. It's a woman, and she sees Cece walk out from one of the tunnels in the cave with a bloody nose, followed by Caleb. He sees her, but they both swim out of the cave, and so Tiernan does too when they're gone. Out on the beach, Jake and Noah are packing up the truck to leave for a pop-up race. They all go, and she's told it's a good opportunity for them to network, because they have their motocross repair company thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she's told she's to stay in their tent. Noah's racing on one of their bikes, but Jake stays working in the tent, so Tiernan sneaks out to go watch him. Noah wins the race, and when she heads back to the tent to tell Jake, it's clear he's extremely uninterested that Jake came in first. Like, he's like, okay, cool. Which is so weird. Like, he doesn't care that his son came in first? Mm Mm-mm. Cece approaches Tiernan and introduces herself, and Tiernan asks her if her nose is okay, and she says, yeah, nobody but herself hurts her, and grabs her, dragging her to the dance floor. They start dancing to a slow song and Tiernan tells her she's gonna have to try harder than this to get Caleb's attention. Cece asks Tiernan if she was eavesdropping in the cave earlier and she's like nah I was touching myself and Cece's like why would you tell me that you're famous and I could tweet that and ruin your life and she's like who cares in a few weeks I'll be trapped and isolated for months and months in that cabin with the guys and Cece's like you'd better not try anything with Caleb and Tiernan's like I wouldn't even have to try. Yeah bitch. Jake comes up and grabs Tiernan telling her that everyone with a dick is staring at them dancing with each other and says they're leaving now. They get in the 
truck and a bunch of girls pile in too, and Tiernan is pissed about the double standard and argues with Jake about it, saying that she's not allowed to do anything, but they can fuck anyone they want. True. Yeah. Your logic is flawed, you know. I tell him, staring at him through the mirror. If a woman claims you, then she'll also do for you what other women do. But if you all are claiming me, you're not doing for me what other men would do. She's right. She got a yeah, point. She's not wrong. Tiernan wakes up that night from a night terror of finding her parents' bodies and vomits into the trash can. She can hear Noah fucking someone in his room and Caleb above her also fucking someone in his room, but she decides to press her ear to the wall and listen, and she somehow gets jealous over this. I feel like it's more she's jealous that they're, like, experiencing what she wants to experience, not yeah, so much I that she... Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's jealous of the girl fucking Noah. She's just, like, she wants to be doing that with somebody. Yeah. And can't. She goes to the kitchen to get some water, and Jake is sitting in there staring at her. He's not wearing a shirt, and she's wearing just a shirt and panties. She asks if he's hungry, and he doesn't answer, so she decides to antagonize him and make some eggs, purposefully bending over to get a reaction out of him. She sets a plate down in front of him, but he just keeps staring at her, and she's getting all tingly. He asks why she ran away today, and she doesn't answer, so he tells her this isn't a good idea, and when she still doesn't say anything, he asks if she's ever had a man before. He leans down close to my ear. Have you ever been kissed? I nod. On places other than your mouth, heat pools between my legs. No, Uncle Jake. He runs his fingers up her spine and they can hear the girls upstairs. He says he's sorry she has to listen to all this, but they just need to get it out of their system before they're snowed in. She's really aroused now, and he tells her he thinks she should leave. Tears form in her eyes, and she moves to leave, but he grabs her arm. Do you feel this? He growls over my lips as he pushes me into the sink. The thick, hard ridge of his cock nudges my ass, and I groan. This is what you're doing to me, Tiernan. It's not right. Instead of pile-driving the hot tits and ass I came home with, I'm sitting down here trying to talk myself out of going into your room and giving the te- Ew. And giving the teenage piece of ass living in my house a really long kiss goodnight. My clit throbs, and I shift on my feet, feeling the slickness between my legs. And do I take off my panties for that? I breathe out. Oh my god, Tiernan. <laughs> I breathe breathe out, he squeezes his eyes shut, groaning as if in pain, and I only have a moment to suck in a quick breath before his mouth covers mine, a whimper at the sweet pain escaping me. Fuck. She is just going for it now. Yeah. They make out and she takes his hand and moves it over her crotch. He bites my bottom lip again, our hands massaging my pussy as his other leaves my face and grabs my breast, squeezing it. I moan. Jake, leaving my mouth, he trails down my neck and all I can do is let my head fall back as he pulls the strap of my tank top down. The faint sound of a tear hitting my ears, but I don't care. He nibbles, bites, and sucks on my neck, shoulders, and over my shoulder blades as he continues kneading my breast and making my panties so wet as he rubs me through them. Jesus fuck, he pushes me over the sink, gripping my waist with both hands as he trails his mouth down my back, my thighs, and back up to my ass. Taking a mouthful between his teeth, I cry out, the torn straps of my tank top hanging down as I grip the ledge of the counter. It's kind of hot. I mean, but it's her uncle. I know. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Fuck. She starts to palm him over his pants, and when he says, Tiernan, no, she says to let her. She's never touched a man before. He thrusts himself into her hands, and she grabs his hand, placing it into her panties, and he pulls away, saying they can't do this. He's her uncle, and that it'll feel good tonight, but it'll feel like shit in the morning. 
nothing. He tells her she has no hobbies, no interests, no happiness, and he won't be an escape for her, and that she's only doing this to get back at her parents, and he doesn't want to be a part of that. Jake. Jake, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> just shut the do fuck it. up. Except she's 17. Yeah, she's 17, and he's 40, but do it. This, this is very conflicting. I don't know what to say. Yeah. The uncle <laughs> part isn't even a bothersome anymore. Just She's just 17. She's just baby. She's a young girl. He tells her she's beautiful, and pulling away from her is the hardest thing he's done, but he did it because it was the right thing to do. She breaks down and starts to ask why her parents didn't even leave her a note, and Jake says they were fuckers as he holds her while she sobs. They stay like that for a while until she calms down and she feels a little bit lighter, and Jake asks her if she wants him to tuck her in, but she just laughs, and he tells her that he's been so harsh about the guys in town because he doesn't want her to do anything she'll regret. Everyone will want you, and it's our time with you. A flutter hits my belly. I like it when they say stuff like that. You okay with that? He asks. I nod. Having a family is nice. He pulls me down off the counter and gives me a swat in the ass. Now go back to bed. I give a weak smile and feel his touch again as he tries to put my strap back over my shoulder, but it just falls back over my breast. And you probably shouldn't walk around dressed like this, he says, his voice quiet again. I look up, meeting his eyes. He cocks his head, especially this winter. Because we're gonna fuck ya. (laughs) The next day, she's on a horse with Jake on the way home from target practice, and she's resting her head on his back. They get back to the barn and Noah comes out saying he wants to go to town and get burgers. Jake tells Tiernan to go with him and Tiernan kisses his cheek and gets off the horse. Caleb also gets in the truck with them and they head off down the mountain. When they get into town, Noah is cut off by a truck and he slams on the brakes, but Caleb puts his arm out to stop Tiernan from going through the windshield. And she's like, that was weird that he like saved me a little bit. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? Why is that weird? That's not weird. Because he's not nice. He just mom armed, yeah. Mom arm? Yeah. I mom arm Andrew all the time. Do you? Yes. And Andrew's like, what is your weak little arm going to do to protect me? (laughs) (laughs) It's the thought that counts. Yeah, I'm protecting my baby. (laughs) They get to the drive-thru and Noah orders seven burgers, four large fries, five milkshakes, and a soda. So much food. That is so much food. Even for four people, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The woman says hi to Caleb in a very flirty way and offers to come up to the peak to get snowed in with them and Noah's like only if he can lock you up 23 hours a day when he's not using you so she dumps the soda all over him through the window. Caleb grabs Tiernan moving her off the soda covered seat and onto his lap and wipes her thigh off with a napkin. They haven't been this close since that night on the car. The next day the boys are both busy and Jake is teaching Tiernan some wrestling moves when she feels him get hard. He looks down at her exposed lacy undies and asks what these are and she says she picked them up in town. Things are getting kind of steamy when Tiernan's phone rings and it's Mirai telling her that her parents' funeral is the day after tomorrow. Tiernan tells her to book her a flight for tonight and she asks Jake for a ride to the airport and he's scared that she's not coming back. Two days later, she's in LA being swarmed by the media at her parents' funeral but doesn't talk to anyone but Mirai. She listens to all the eulogies and realizes that she really fucking hates her parents. She didn't speak at the funeral. No, she just stood there. Yeah, what would she even say? That's what she said. She's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, yeah, they were great to, like, the society as a whole, but, like, to me, they weren't fucking cool. So they weren't shit. Talk about them. We switched to Noah's POV. Caleb left to go hunting, and Jake is barely speaking. They all missed Tiernan a bunch already, and it's making them miserable. Caleb walks in all bloody from hunting, and Noah tells Jake to just go get Tiernan, but Jake says her parents' funeral was just yesterday, and she needs time. Then they hear a door slam and someone walking upstairs, and Tiernan comes bounding down the staircase. She got in last night and took an Uber to the house. So she's back. Oh. 
She says she's going to go take care of some chores and tells them she needs firewood brought up to her room. And they're like, yes, ma'am. So now she's calling the shots. Do it. That night, Jake decides to grill and Noah says that they should all get drunk. They make a bet on who can clear their plate the fastest and whoever loses has to make breakfast for a week. So Tiernan puts her plate on the ground for the dogs to eat and she technically wins because they didn't really set any rules in place. Yeah. Clever girl. And then Caleb gives her half of his steak and everyone is just shocked that he would do this. Oh, wait. Okay, so because she didn't eat her food, he's like, here, have half my steak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is like not something that he would do for anybody. Yeah. He's changed man. (laughs) They start to talk about heading into town to gear up for winter and she says she needs new clothes and Jake tells her that she doesn't need expensive nice ones because nice looking girls end up pregnant and married at 18. She says that her mom told her not to get married until she's had at least three lovers and that's when we learn what her mother told her when it comes to the rules of love and it's the only piece of advice that her mom gave her okay mom priorities lust learn and love she says placing the condiments touching her fingers to the ketchup my mother said the first boy or man is a crush you think you love them but what you really love is how they make you feel it's not love it's lust lust for attention lust for danger lust to feel special she looks between us you're needy with number one needy for someone to love you the second is to learn about yourself your first crush has been crushed you're sad but most of all you're angry angry enough to not let it happen again she explains to not give yourself over so much this time to not give up your power to be his booty call at midnight and they're waiting whenever he decides to show up she's describing us i take it number two is where you finally learn what you're capable of she continues tucking a loose strand from her ponytail behind her ear you start getting demanding you grow bold not afraid to start calling some shots you're also not afraid to be greedier in the bedroom because it's about what you want and not what he wants. Number two is to be used in a way, but I want her to keep going. And number three, I ask, love, when the lessons of your weakness with number one and your selfishness with number two sink in and you find a medium, when you know who you are and you're ready to welcome everything he is and you're not afraid anymore, you still might not have a happy ending, but you'll engage in a healthy relationship and handle yourself in a way that you're proud of. Okay. But Tiernan says it doesn't even matter because soon they'll all be snowed in and that's just as good as a chastity belt. Is it though? Yeah. No. We switch to Tiernan's POV. The next day, they go to the store in town to stock up on supplies for the winter. Noah surprises her with a shirt with their company logo on it for her birthday, and she's so stoked that she strips to her bra just to put it on, right in the middle of the store. (laughs) She gives him a hug and thanks him. A few hours later, she's putting on a sundress for her birthday dinner. She's 18 now. She goes downstairs, and Jake tells her she's overdressed, but she says there's no such thing. He hands her a present, and she opens it, and it's a pink camo compound bow with arrows, and she thanks him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Caleb pulls out a belt from his back pocket and hands it to her, and Noah tells her that he makes them. It's beautiful, but she notices the notches go all the way to the buckle, and she says she's small, but definitely not that small. And Noah's like, yeah, but your wrists are. (laughs) It's a a kinky belt, multi-purpose tool. They have dinner at the only steakhouse in town, and Jake takes all of them to the bar, telling the bartender it's fine for them to be served. He's not like a normal dad. He's a cool dad. Tiernan is pulled onto the dance floor by a bachelorette party, and she dances with them while the guys watch her. When the song is over, she's approached by Terrence and Cece, who are apparently friends. They both grab her hips, sandwiching her in between them. And now she's surrounded by Terrence's motocross pals. So she's being completely hidden from view on the dance floor. Oh, don't like that. Terrifying. Don't like that. Cece says that Caleb did make her bleed that day in the cave, and that he'll do the same to Tiernan once they're all locked up together. And Terrence tells 
tells her that whatever they told her about him is a lie and they only want her for her money. Cece says when they fuck her pregnant, she'll be stuck with them and they'll have all her money. And Terrence says that if she comes home with him instead, none of that has to happen. Terrence goes in and starts to kiss her neck and suddenly Caleb appears and dries the tears that are running down her cheek before just completely rocking Terrence's shit. Like he just starts fucking wailing on him. Yeah. All hell breaks loose and Cece shoves Tiernan before Noah swoops in and grabs her. Jake takes her from Noah and tells her to get in the truck and they go back into the brawl for Caleb. Tiernan goes out to the truck like Jake told her to and shortly after all three guys run out and Caleb gets in the driver's seat speeding them all out of there but not before running all the dirt bikes over in the parking lot. Yeah. The dirt bike guys yell that they're all fucking dead and speed off after them, but Caleb turns off the headlights, driving up to the house, eventually losing all the bikes. When they get inside, Tiernan is freaking out, saying that the cops or the bike guys will come after them, and Noah just laughs and says that the snow's already started, and now they're stuck there till April. And it is November. Surprise! Oh my god, that'd be so long. Yeah, yeah. they do make um, the Shining references in this book, and I was definitely like, this is like The Shining. Mm-hmm. But with dick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We switched to Tiernan's POV. She's the only one awake watching it snow out of her balcony. And she's like, this winter shouldn't even be like that dramatic. I have everything I need. She notices the belt Caleb made her on her nightstand and admires it for a moment before going downstairs to get more firewood. She warms herself in front of the living room fire before she grabs logs and looks up to see Caleb sitting there in a chair holding a shotgun. Noah walks through the living room also with the shotgun and he assures her that they can't get up here, but it's just a precaution and that they're mostly guarding her because if they were to get up there, they would take her and then the guys couldn't get her back because of snow. Yeah. She sits on the couch and they agree to watch a movie. So Noah puts on Risky Business. She says that the movie's dumb, but Noah's like, it's similar to how I lost my virginity. An older woman only wanted one thing. And she's like, what, your money? Because... He doesn't have any money. (laughs) A breathy laugh comes out of Caleb, and it's the first time that she's ever heard him laugh. Wow. But he can't talk, so he's just like... (laughs) I just can't get over the fact that he's, like, (laughs) nonverbal. Oh, just wait. (laughs) Noah pulls her onto his lap and says that he can show her how they cope with the seclusion up here, and then he changes the movie to a cheesy porno, and he's like, this is what we do, and this is what you'll do, too. And then his dick gets hard. They're like, we all circle jerk. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna join. You don't watch (laughs) porn with your siblings? That's weird. (laughs) He tells her that she needs to go to bed now, but she doesn't want to. So she sits on the couch and covers herself with the blanket and watches as Noah puts his hand down his pants to take his dick out. He's just whipping his peenie out in front of her. Uh-huh. This is night one of winter. That, literally night one. I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to be a long winter. <laughs> <laughs> She watches both Noah and the film for a minute, but remembers Caleb is there and sees that he has a growing bulge in his jeans. She lays back on the couch to prop her feet on Noah's thighs, and then she closes her eyes and slips her hand under her panties. Oh, she said, all right, well. She's like, I'll be a boy. 
Welcome to the family, if this is what we're doing. Dipping my fingers inside, I swirl the wetness all over my clit, imagining a mouth between my thighs, licking me and tasting me. I rock my body back and forth, thinking about his mouth, his head down there, taking what he wants and telling me how sweet my pussy is. How sweet. She realizes that she no longer hears the cheesy porno on the TV. And when she opens her eyes, she sees that the boys aren't watching the TV anymore. They're watching her and the blanket has fallen off. So she goes to get up. But Noah says, no, don't stop. He takes my hand. I tense, but I don't pull away as I watch him sink my fingers into his mouth. The same fingers I was using a moment ago. He sucks them one by one and then pushes my hand back down between my legs. Rub it again. (laughs) Again. Rub it again. He said, I want some more to lick off. I'm thirsty. Ew. <laughs> she glances between Noah and Caleb nervously, but slips her hands back under her shorts and her panties. And then Caleb moves over the sofa to watch her. Noah kisses her face and calls her a good girl and then proceeds to pull her shorts and panties down. And he tells Caleb that they might have something pretty to play with this winter after all. Noah then licks her nipples and tells her that he wants to fuck her all winter long. We seem to be on the same page because he throws his brother a warning don't bruise her at least until she's used to us i get your cherry noah whispers over my mouth grinning (laughs) as long as i promise not to touch your ass he'll want that presumptuous i fucking hate the whole cherry thing my cherry i hate that i get your cherry i picture a real cherry up there for some reason it's so (laughs) gross (laughs) get that out of there and then i just picture like a penis just poking it and then it falls (laughs) off into the abyss the abyss (laughs) the abyss it's just a black hole in there oh a stern voice suddenly calls noah's name and they stop and jake is there asking what the fuck they're doing and noah says nothing that she doesn't want but jake's like get upstairs go to bed and then he looks at tyran and he's like not you you stay i'm gonna fuck ya he starts to scold her and she goes to talk back but he grabs her and whirls her around so she's bent over him and then he just spanks the shit out of her bad girl You get 18 spankings for turning 18. (laughs) (laughs) She realizes she's kind of into it and he asks if she wants more and all she does is nod. So he takes her shorts off and spanks her two more times before asking if she'll let those boys touch her again. And she says no. He spanks me again and I thrust forward, the pulse in my clit pounding. God, I'm so wet. I bury my hand into the sofa. I need him. I need his cock. Again, again, again. Faster and faster. He spanks my little ass. (laughs) (laughs) Again and again and again. And I feel his hard cock trying to poke through his jeans. Yeah. All right. (laughs) She is so close to coming and she waits for another spank, but it never happens. He pulls her shorts up, kisses her forehead, and swipes between her legs to see how wet she is. And then says, don't make me do this again. And it hurts both of us. And he gets up and leaves. I hate that. Yeah, you didn't need to like touch your pussy afterwards. <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. That's weird. <laughs> He's like, let me feel how wet you are. Swipe. Don't bring Dora into this. it's like a little credit card swiper swipe Ooh, you're wet swipe we switch to jake's pov he doesn't want her to lose her virginity too at once it should be with someone she loves and he's weirded out that she didn't show any amount of shame the next morning at the breakfast table she only like winced when she sat down because her ass is probably literally bruised 
Yeah. He hit her a lot. <laughs> he did, yeah. I told you, 18 spankings for turning 18. You were right. They're all out hunting today, and he spots a deer. He motions for Tiernan to get into position with her rifle, but she says that she can't do it, and he tells her that's not going to work. She's going to shoot the deer and feed her family, and she starts to cry, and he's like, I just need you to know how to survive up here if something happens to us, and she says okay and, like, kills it. That's fair. I don't think yeah. I would. I would just be a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't shoot it. He tells the boys to take the deer home and the two of them will follow because they took two trucks up there. He tells her she did a good job and next time it will be easier but she tells him that there will not be a next time and then she punches him in the face and just starts like sobbing and hitting him. He grabs her to contain her and her struggle just makes him rock hard. She's having a full on moment and he's like, (laughs) got a boner. Keep fighting. (laughs) Ew. I like it. (laughs) He crushes their mouths together and she kisses him back. He rips her coat off to palm her breasts before she shoves her hand down his pants and starts to jerk him off. She wants this man. Her little uncle. Her little uncle. Speaking her little ass. (laughs) Before it can move further, though, they hear Noah and he tells her to get in the truck and tells Noah and Caleb to load the deer and leave now. Once they're alone, he pushes her against the truck and slides a hand down her pants and he starts stripping her and learns that she's not wearing any underwear. For hunting? Yeah. Okay. She gets in the truck as he finishes stripping her and then he climbs in. I take the back of her knee and pull her leg aside, spreading her thighs open for me. Her pussy, pink and tight and beautiful, sits there for the taking. But... But what? But what? But he asks her to stop him before anything happens. And she's like, it's fine. My parents left me in your care because you're safe and you're weak. And my dad even said so. And he's like, the fuck? (laughs) Your dad said what? Yeah. Okay. What'd that little bitch say? He grabs her and rips her down to him, and she says that she was kidding just as he attacks her pussy with his mouth. Sorry, she stammers. I'm sorry, Jake. Oh, God. That's fucking right. I want that piece of shit to hear his little girl scream my name wherever the hell he is. I want him to know how much she loves her Uncle Jake. Ah. (laughs) You said you weren't her uncle. Stop saying that. I'm only your uncle when we're fucking. (laughs) His little girl. Yeah, don't like that. He continues to eat her out and then reaches into his pants to pull out his dick. And he starts to finger her, saying that he's going to get her ready to lose her virginity. And I also don't like that. Mm -mm. I'm going to take that cherry. Pop it in my mouth. Stop it. After he makes her come on his fingers, he goes to grab a condom, but she stops him saying she's on the pill and she wants him to fuck her bear. And he tells her to spread her legs and then he slowly pushes in, pulls out, and then just like thrusts in. And I was like, why? What is with all these fucking virgins knowing right off the bat? I don't know. What to say, what they want. I had no fucking clue. No. No. I was scared. I was just there for the party. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He stops for a moment to let her adjust and for the pain to pass that was the hard part i nibble her lips and settle between her thighs this is the fun part her legs fall open more and more and i hold myself up looking down at her body lying open for me and taking me that's the fun part are you having fun yet (laughs) (laughs) they continue to fuck and as soon as she kisses him they both come and she asks if they can do it again and he's instantly hard they get back to the house and he asks if she's feeling bad about this yet but she says no she's actually glad 
it was with him for her first time. He kisses her, still feeling guilty, but less so now. And then he's like, that can't happen again. It was just us releasing frustration. They are both half-dressed as they walk in the house, though, and Caleb and Noah are sitting there waiting for them, and they immediately know something happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jake tells her to go to her room, and once she leaves, he tells the boys that he fucked up, and Noah lashes out and just throws, like, a bunch of shit on the counter to the floor, like having a temper tantrum. I wanted to fuck her first. Jake tells Noah that he's not sharing a woman with his own kids. Noah tells him that he won't stop himself unless she stops him. And Jake's like, okay. He walks away to go check on Tiernan and asks if she wants to go to his bed tonight. And she does. And he's like, this is not going to end well. Mm-mm-mm. I like how Jake is also like, this cannot happen again. And then he's like, you want to sleep in my bed? You want to sleep in my bed? Just sleeping though, because nothing's going to happen. Remember, can't happen again. Oh no, my dick's hard. <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> You're in my bed. We switch to Tiernan's POV. She wakes up from a night terror and slowly remembers where she is and what she did with Jake multiple times. So obviously more things happen. They fucked like three times in the truck too. Yeah. Jesus. Poor vagina. See, how do these virgins... I don't get it. They're just ready to fucking go. The classic slutty virgin. Yep. She dresses and goes to the bathroom and sees Jake is in there and she goes to leave, but he tells her that she doesn't have to leave. He turns on the shower and puts her hair up in a messy bun and she asks about Flora, his first love, and what he loved about her. And this part is a little weird. He said that he loved when Flora ran her hands through his hair and when they get in the shower, she tells him to close his eyes and make love to her. So for him to pretend that Tiernan is Flora. He closes his eyes and indulges into the fantasy for a moment while kissing her, but he ultimately tells her that he can't pretend that she isn't anyone but Tiernan. She does remind him of Flora, but he's glad that she's her, and then he flips her around and starts touching her. He tells her that they're her home and that they will always want her. Turns out that fucking prick did something right. He pulls me back against him, kissing me deep and pinching my nipple. He gave you to us, our little princess. Our all hours. <laughs> Yuck. He grabs her and turns around and they immediately start fucking aggressively. And she tells him she will see him tomorrow night and then goes back to her room. As she closes the door, she notices Caleb sitting on the steps leading up to his bedroom. And he stands and crowds her before grabbing her soaked red panties from her hand. She slaps him, but he pushes her into her room on the bed and pins her there. And she barely moves her head before he spits on her. He then grabs her marker off the nightstand and writes across her forehead before leaving. I'm pretty sure sh- it doesn't say exactly what he wrote, but I'm pretty sure he wrote slut across her forehead. Yeah. What the fuck? I fucking hate Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. What a dick. He's like, I'm mad you didn't fuck me first. Mm-hmm. Slut. The next day over breakfast, Noah and her are play wrestling and Caleb loses his cool and like spills the milk all over her. They stop and stare at Caleb and she's tired of like this weird hot and cold game with him so she takes her wet shorts off and he just stares at her legs and she's like i think i won this round and as she goes to sit down he literally takes a spoon of oatmeal and like flicks that at her and it hits her in the side of the face what a dick you want a fucking food fight i'll give you a fucking food fight bitch jake and noah are very upset at caleb and she tells them that it's fine this is how babies communicate and then she proceeds to like 
degrade him and is like, Caleb, when you want more, you do this. <laughs> like, like she's like doing the like baby sign language and she's like, yeah. Caleb, she like takes her two hands and she's like, Caleb, this means more. When you want more, you do this with your hands to say you want more. He's probably like in his head like, oh my God, I fucking hate you. Yeah. But guess what? You can't talk, bitch. He flips the whole table over, breakfast goes everywhere and he fucking leaves. He's a big man, baby. Yeah, she called him out. Good. Later on, she goes to pet the horses while Jake and Noah are in the shop and she hears pounding in the barn and she's like, where the fuck is that coming from? So when she checks it out, she spots Caleb in a back room with a large wood stove disassembling an animal and he's like covered in blood. He spots her and like knows that she's really nervous about this and like he licks the animal blood and she runs away and he laughs. So he laughs again. She ends up finding old furniture that needs refinishing and Jake tells her that she could do whatever she wants with it. And Noah watches as she's starting a piece of furniture to refinish and he tells her that the thing with Caleb isn't personal. His father and brother don't trust women very well, but they trust her. She learns that Noah heard her last night and he says that he wishes that he was in there with her. He wasn't going to treat her the way his dad said he would. He actually wanted to make love to her and make it special. He steps close to her and starts to undo his pants, but she doesn't move and she realizes that her and Noah have more of a common like connection than she does with the other two which yeah you guys are closer to the same age yeah it makes sense and Noah's not a fucking psychopath yeah or 40 or 40 both admirable attributes yeah he starts to jerk himself off as she watches and she tells him to slow down that's what she likes and then she tells him to pull his dick all the way out he pulls out his cock thick and hard and I watch him rub his thumb over the wet tip and continue stroking it I know he's watching me as I watch him but I don't care no she doesn't he tells her to open her shirt for him and his dad will never have to know so she does as she's told and her breasts are on display as he touches himself he wants to touch her but she tells him no only to stroke himself faster and Noah asks if he can come to her bed tonight nobody has to know about it Ooh, secrets yeah, dirty little secret. But she kind of like breaks out of the spell and is like, no, I'm sorry, and then just leaves him. She almost makes it to her room when Jake sees her and asks if she's okay. And she nods her head, strips naked in her doorway, and her and Jake go at it. God damn. Yeah. She's keeping it in the family. She really is. It's early next morning and she's trying to sketch ideas for how she wants to paint the furniture when Caleb walks into the kitchen and grabs the coffee and stands there and watches her. She's waiting for him to do something cruel, but in Instead, he just helps her blend the colors on the picture like she had in her head. And she admits to him that she's always loved to draw, but her parents threw her pictures away. And then she starts to silently cry as he holds her. And then he pulls away and leaves. It's really sad. Like she would draw these pictures and like give them to her parents and then find them in the trash later. That is so sad. Because it would have clashed with the decor. That's so sad. I know. Also, she cries so much. She has a lot to cry about. That's true. She does. Yeah. Jake is loading up the snowmobile to go hunting for four days at the small cabin they have. And Noah and Caleb will stay behind. And she's a bit nervous, but not about Noah because he's backed off a little bit since she left him in the shop the other day. She tries to catch up on some schoolwork, but decides to take a break to do some laundry. And as she goes to fold her stuff, she realizes all of her underwear is missing. Oh. She searches Jake's and Noah's room, but doesn't find them. And she's like, I'm going to check Caleb's room. And it's the first time she goes in there. <gasps> I'd be scared. Yeah. Apparently it's very large and cozy though. And like has like a wall of books, like a fireplace, knickknacks. Oh. She searches every 
everywhere but can't find them. And she searches his bed because she's like, if a pervert kept underwear, it would be like in your bed where you jerk off, you know? Mm-hmm. But she finds her red ribbon under and in his pillowcase. So she takes it out and ties it back into her hair. That night in the garage when they first met, she had a red ribbon in her hair. And, and he took it. And he took it. Oh, Caleb. Mm-hmm. So she just took it back, though. And put it in her hair. So he's visibly going to see that she like is wearing it again. Ooh, I feel like he's not going to like that. At dinner later, while she does homework, Noah asks if she wants to watch the sequel to that movie. And she's like, uh, no. I don't think that's a good idea. But he stops her from leaving. He pulls her onto his lap and she tells him to stop. But he says he wants to fuck his father's little whore. Uh, (laughs) Does that make you want to have sex with him? Because not me. No, but I bet you she's like, (laughs) she slaps him and he laughs. And then he tells her to ride him in this chair and he starts to dry hump her. And she's like, no, I said no. So she gets up, collects her books and walks away. Oh. We switch to Noah's POV. He knows that she wants him, but he doesn't know how to make her like let him in how his dad did. And he lays in bed thinking of how good it would be between the two of them as he starts to touch himself. But then he hears muffled cries. So he slips his jeans on, steps out of his room as Caleb is also running down the stairs half dressed and goes to her room. And Noah's like, this is kind of like, it looks like it's a routine. Noah follows him to see Tiernan in the middle of her night terrors and he watches Caleb Caleb crawl in next to her and cradle her soothing away the night terrors and she slowly falls back to sleep and then Caleb falls asleep too. What? And it looks like he has done this before. Yeah. <gasps> oh, he's got a little softy spot. After he flings oatmeal at her face. Slut. <laughs> I know and spits on her. <laughs> As he's about to leave her room, he smells something on fire and when he goes downstairs to check the fireplace, he sees that it's not that and when he looks through the kitchen window the barn is on fire (gasps) he yells for caleb to hurry but doesn't wait for him and then the guys jump into trying to figure out how to put it out and tiernan runs out straight to the barn to save the horses and this bitch is like in her sleep shorts no shoes no nothing she's just like books it and goes straight into the fire he hears the tractor start and sees caleb going for the water tower and they hurry with the horses but tiernan gets pinned against the stall door so he helps her out and as soon as they leave the barn it's doused by the water tower Tiernan's arm is bleeding, so he tries to stop the flow with the rag, but Caleb scoops her up and points for Noah to clean the barn, and he watches them leave. We switch to Tiernan's POV. The cut is super deep, and she's like terrified that she's going to get an infection and die on the mountain, which I would be terrified. Because she can't get off the mountain and nobody can come up. And she just has like a huge gash. Uh. She watches the boys from inside to get the animals into the shop for the time being. And once they're back inside, Noah gives her some liquid courage because Caleb's going to have to stitch her. Oh, God. He starts and barely makes it two stitches in when she ends up in hysterics. So he does the only thing he can think of and he slaps her across the face. And it stops her from freaking out but then she like hits him back and knows like does your arm hurt now and she's like huh no now i'm just fucking pissed off yeah i would lose my shit noah stands behind her as caleb starts to work on her arm again and noah is like trying to like put pain in other places while caleb does this so he's like pulling her hair really tight and then she tells caleb to just slap her again so he does and then after he slaps her someone's kissing her but she stops it and tells him to finish noah 
kisses her and then puts his head into her neck and starts biting her to take her mind off of it. He sinks his teeth into my neck, squeezing me, and just as I feel the pinch of Caleb's needle, I grab the back of Noah's head and turn into him, breathing in and out hard against his lips. Tiernan, Noah whispers, and I taste salt, but I'm not sure if it's his tears or mine. I love you. You're so fucking ours. We love you. Whoa. That's moving real fast. They're family. Of course he loves her. Uh. (laughs) As Noah distracts her with kisses, Caleb finishes her arm and then cleans it. And as they're cleaning it, the power goes out. So Caleb goes to the garage. She tells Noah all the ways she likes him and how he makes her feel. And he picks her up and sets her into this tin tub that magically appears. And they get pictures of hot water and strip her naked and then give her a sponge bath. Okay. (laughs) We take care of her pretty good. He tells Caleb she doesn't need daddy. Do you? Caleb takes my leg, bringing my foot up to rest on his knee as he washes me. Running the cloth up my thigh, he dips inside, close but not there, and I moan. That's it. Noah bites my ear. Good girl. Giving me the cloth, he uses his hands and soaps both my breasts, massaging them in circles. A pool of heat settles between my legs, and I want more. I want their hands everywhere. She doesn't need daddy. You just need your cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Noah tells her to clean her pussy and she does as Caleb watches her hand and then Noah asks Caleb if it's clean and just as she's about to answer Caleb leans in and licks it. This reminded me of American Psycho where he's like I want you to clean your vagina. (laughs) Also he licks her vagina? (laughs) It's clean now. He just goes for it. It's clean now. Noah kisses her as Caleb eats her out and Noah tells her to say yes to both of them and she does so Caleb picks her up and they all go to his bedroom as she gets laid on the bed. Caleb circles the bed, watching as Noah strokes my hair. He threads my braid through his fingers. We're gonna fuck you, baby. (laughs) All right. His hand dips between my legs and Caleb grabs my ankle, pulling my thighs apart. Noah sinks two fingers inside me and I gasp as they slip in easily, wet as I am. We're gonna fuck you. Okay. (laughs) Caleb knocks Noah off her mouth and proceeds to kiss her until she's trying to get his pants off, but he breaks the kiss and both the boys undress. Noah claims her first and grabs a condom from Caleb's nightstand and starts to fuck her. Such a good girl, Tiernan, he whispers as his lips dip to suck on my nipples next. I hold his head to me, his words making me want to smile. He knows I'm not a good girl. I'm a bad one, but I'm their bad one. I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a bad girl. Their bad girl. <laughs> my cousin's a bad girl. No. <laughs> I feel like this book should take place in like West Virginia or something. Yeah. Or like Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) Wherever they fuck their cousins. Yeah. Let us know, listeners. Do any of you fuck your cousins? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) And then I'm going to call the cops on you. (laughs) Open up. It's the FBI. Stop fucking your cousins. She looks up and watches Caleb touch himself as Noah fucks her and she comes making eye contact with Caleb. She flips her and Noah over and then goes into a reverse cowgirl position so she could crook her finger at Caleb to call him over. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> pause right there. Yeah. How is how does that bitch know how to fucking do reverse cowgirl? That's like the hardest shit to do. Well, she has a 40-year-old teaching her how. <laughs> That's true. If Andrew asked me to do that, I'd be like, no. I don't know how to do that. Missionary or nothing sorry that's above my pay grade <laughs> i am not fit enough for that sorry oh, that sounds horrible fucking noah i lean forward and take caleb in my mouth his long thick muscle hard as a rock she's talking about his dick 
Yeah. Ew. His muscle. I fist the bass because I can't take it all and suck him slow and gentle, licking and teasing with my tongue. She like just started having sex like two days ago and now she's fully having a threesome with her cousins. I, <laughs> I know. Oh, it gets a little better here in a minute. Good on her. She can feel Noah about to come and then Caleb makes her turn back around to face Noah and pushes her onto Noah's chest. She feels Caleb step up behind her and start to finger her ass. After a minute of adjusting, Caleb slowly puts his dick in and they find a rhythm and she tells Caleb that she loves it and wants to do it again tomorrow. After they come, they all fall asleep in Caleb's bed. Oh my god. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah. She wakes up alone with a shooting pain in her arm and she goes to the bathroom to take a shower and get some aspirin but runs into Caleb. He has his first aid kit and wants to check her arm and she tries to be tender with him because he was her favorite part about last night but he's shut off again and she wants to cry she tells him that she felt him last night and if he wants her to leave she will as soon as the snow is gone and then he puts his head in her lap and stays there as she hugs him all of a sudden there's yelling downstairs and jake is home asking what the fuck happened jake tells caleb to leave the bathroom and he does and she explains everything that happened the night before and then it was no one's fault but she's like why'd you come back early did you burn it down oh scandalous um he came back early because the snow was so bad he couldn't see where he was going he cleans her stitches and she decides to be honest and tells him what happened with the boys as well and he smiles sadly asking if they were good to her but before she can answer he's like did you do your college applications yet why is he asking he gets over it real quick I think he's relieved that they fucked. Yeah, because now she's like with someone her own age who isn't her grown ass uncle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She could tell he's jealous, but doesn't press further. And he doesn't ask anymore about the college applications. She gets in the shower and he leaves. Afterwards, she heads downstairs. Noah did most of the barn cleanup. And Jake is like surprised that Noah's willingly helping out around the house because it's a chore to get Noah to help because he just doesn't want to be there. And her furniture sketches are on the fridge and she knows that Caleb did that so even though she's like trying to like sketch those to see how she's gonna paint he like put them on the fridge with magnets oh like her parents never did yeah cute jake tells her to stay on the property and don't go outside at night the fire started in the loft and the loft has nothing in it for like a fire to start so someone physically went up there and started it how'd they get up the mountain it is almost december and she decides to get dressed because she wants to get a christmas tree because all of her christmas trees at home were like professionally decorated and she doesn't like that she wants like a homey one yeah but then she decides not to cut one down from the yard she'll just cut tree trimmings and caleb surprises her by helping and they work in silence cutting off pieces that she points to and she's like i can't help but kind of like you right now caleb then starts to shove her toward the barn and he starts aggressively kissing her even though she tries to fight it off she doesn't want sweet or kissing she wants him rough to try to like counteract these strong feelings that she has for him because she's like if he's sweet i'll just like him more so like be mean yeah she tells him she doesn't want gentle and he doesn't listen he kisses every part of her face tenderly while placing her hand on his chest over his heart she shoves him away again saying no and he gets the hint and rips her shirt open and shoves her over the hood of the car yanking her jeans down he takes his dick out and shoves inside of her fucking her roughly and she finally allows herself to touch him and she's like i don't want to come yet i just want to like feel him for now she kisses him everywhere like he did with her and he stops for a moment letting her and then they stare at each other as something switches between
between the two of them. And then they both come. I want that again. I want that a million more times, a lifetime's worth. But I have a sneaky suspicion I'll have a hard time finding it with anyone else. Is she saying she likes Caleb more than the other two? She thinks she does. Okay. 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 She runs into Noah after the barn and he tells her that her phone's been ringing nonstop. She sees it was Mariah and she called multiple times so she calls her back. Apparently, there's a new news article about her father forcing her mother to die with him and that he was super abusive. She looks to see there are multiple articles and she calls the lawyer telling him to leave one of them but don't let others be written. She wants to make like an example out of it which i don't understand how yeah well she said she was going to take them to court so she called her lawyer and then the journalist would be forced to say that he didn't have any sources for writing this article oh, and yeah, then, yeah. then it would kind of like ruin this man's career or woman i suppose it doesn't specify um it would ruin the journalist's career and then nobody else would write articles like this again oh it's so a little bit later she has a house decorated with homemade garland and wreath from the twigs and trimmings that she made noah cleans her arm caleb comes in grabbing her and taking her upstairs to her room he points to the bed and then he leaves and as she's about to protest, she hears a deadbolt slip in place on the outside of her door. So he locks her inside. What's happening? She yells for Jake and Noah, but they don't hear her because they're in the shop. We switch to Caleb's POV. It's his first POV. She exhausted herself yelling and now he watches her sleep. Thankfully, his dad or brother never knew what happened since they were in the shop for so long. He's sick of everything she does, including fucking his dad and his brother. He kisses her and watches her face before taking her shorts off and he knows it doesn't matter if she doesn't know who's like fucking her right now because she's a whore. But she whispers his name and calls him an asshole as he touches her. He teases her ass, rubbing the tight hole and watching her breath catch. Her little ass tightens around his finger, warm and making his cock swell painfully, but it just pisses him off more. He starts to finger both of her holes and she's close to having an orgasm and he's like, I don't want you to have an orgasm. What the fuck? He stops, but then he's like, but I do love seeing her smile and everything she does so he's like okay he stands taking his jeans off and rolling a condom on and she admits that she hates the way he looks at her like she's nothing and he works his dick inside of her she then admits there's other times especially like this when it feels like this is their way of communicating and that he actually likes her he kisses her and he knows she's about to come already and he is about to let her because she was made for him but then he's like actually no you are a whore i'm done Is he okay? He has, like, very conflicting feelings about her. Like, he loves her and, like, likes everything that she does, but also, like, he's pissed that she's a whore. That she fucked his dad and his brother. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense because you can't really be mad. Like, you're not No, you're fucking her too. We switch to Tiernan's POV, and he circles her wrist with the belt he gave her and then ties her to the headboard. He turns her over and pushes her knees apart as he thrusts back into her, and she's like, this does not feel good. And he fucks her like she's nothing. She gets her wrists loose and turns around, hitting him over and over again until she's crying and running naked from her room to Noah's and locking the door. Noah asks what the fuck is going on and did he hurt you, but she just wants Noah to hold her because she doesn't know why he's like this. And now we learn why he's like this. Tell me. 
Caleb was with their mom and he was four years old. Their mom was hooking up with someone who was not their dad and she locked four-year-old Caleb in a car with a promise to be right back and she ended up gone for days due to drugs with her side piece and he was in the car with no food or water unless it rained and leaked through the roof. He was in there four days when Jake found him, no longer screaming, no longer crying, just staring into space and that was the last time he talked. (gasps) Poor little baby. Yeah. Noah tells her not to cry for him or in front of him and then he falls back asleep holding her so she leaves his room to shower and Caleb's in there but he doesn't look up she closes the door and walks to him and hugs him and tells him she didn't do anything with Noah and she's not going to she sees him holding something and realizes it's the leg to a piece of her furniture she was working on and she asks what he did as tears fill her eyes and she races to the shop she doesn't see it in the shop but she sees a barrel in the driveway spitting fire with a piece of colored wood on top so he burned all her furniture and she gets like a flashback to when her parents would throw away her drawings and she's fucking pissed yeah she's mad caleb she wants to kill him but she picks up a piece of pipe and just starts smashing more furniture telling him that he can't hurt her and she doesn't care about anything jake comes in and stops her with noah right behind him caleb looks her in the eyes dresses in warmer clothes taps his heart twice and then he leaves it's been a week and she's still fucking mad and they haven't seen caleb since jake apologizes about her furniture but she says it doesn't matter as soon as the road clears up she's leaving for college jake is shocked but she tells him she can't bed hop all of them the rest of her life and jake tells her that they're gonna back off since caleb is obviously in love with her the only other woman he loved almost killed him so he gets jealous and acts out but it still wasn't right and then he tells her that when the incident first happened he did try to teach four-year-old caleb sign language and apparently like two taps over the heart means mine So Caleb was telling her that she's his when he left. He still isn't back the next day and she kind of misses him and is getting worried about him. Jake and Noah are in the shop so she goes up to his room and she knows that if he came back today she would forgive him but she doesn't want to feel like she's only worth something if someone loves her. So she leaves to go to the shop and starts on a new piece of furniture. It's now February. She has completed five pieces of furniture and done all of her coursework including her application. So she's like officially done with school. Caleb still has not returned and she hasn't fucked either Jake or Noah. Damn. Uh Uh-huh. As her and Jake finish dinner, he tells her that when she leaves in April, he wants Noah to go with her. He tells her that he'll be okay by himself and that it's time and she hugs him. She goes to Caleb's room for the first time in two months and lights a fire in there because it's cold and then she lays on his bed for hours. She finds a book and opens it to see handwriting in the margins and she's shocked and grabs another to see if there's more handwriting and there is. So he like writes in them like a diary. So she just starts like pulling books down. Mm -hmm. She decides that she isn't going to leave Jake here alone and she won't leave until her and Caleb fight it out. So she goes to Noah's room and says, we're going to go get Caleb. Let's go find him. They leave without telling Jake because they know that he'll be fucking mad and they're having a hard time navigating with the storm rolling in. But they finally figure out where the cabin might be and they go as fast as they can. And Noah says that he has a hard time finding the cabin because he's only been there a couple times because he doesn't like to go. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally like you piss and shit in a bucket type of cabin there's no electricity no plumbing no nothing they end up at a tunnel and go through it to see the cabin on the hill and they race as fast as they can to the cabin calling caleb's name but he's not there he was there though because there's like clean dishes and stuff on like the little table 
school, but he left his guns and she's like more worried because she's like, why the fuck would he leave the guns and go outside? She wants to go search for him, but Noah says that if they leave, they could die. So they should just stay and see if he comes back. In the morning, Noah tells her to stay put. He's going to go catch them breakfast from the stream and then they can look for Caleb. After he leaves, she spots something out the window and it's a huge deer, which she quickly shoes away. And after it walks away, she sees Caleb right behind it in the tree line. I'm scared. She walks to him in her socks and tells him that they were worried and wanted to find him. And then she lets him know that Noah's at the stream. She begs for him to come home and he grabs her, kissing her, and she tells him that she loves him. He brings her inside and strips her clothes off. He gets undressed and thrusts into her as she lets him know that there's been no one since him. Noah interrupts and bangs on the door, but they finish before letting him in. And I was like, that's fucked up. It's like freezing cold. It's snow He's outside. like, let me in. I'm cold. And they're like, nah, we're fucking. They all return home the next day. And now we're three weeks past. It was not hard to convince Caleb to return with them. And she hasn't slept in her own bed since they've been back. So she's been staying with Caleb every night. Jake's been really tense and they haven't had much time to talk, but she reassures him that she's happy and still going to college and she will not end up pregnant. He's been arguing with Mariah every other day over the phone because Mariah likes to call and annoy him. And she's like, something's happening with YouTube and I'm okay with it. We learn Noah is going to LA in the spring. He's got a meeting for a sponsor from motocross and wants to know if he can stay with her at her house and she says yeah as long as you want we're now two months later late april the property is still covered in snow but the roads are slowly clearing she's not ready to go back to the real world but mariah is coming later that night to stay with them she had a pregnancy scare but thankfully started her period and she touches her stomach to pretend for a moment that it's caleb's when noah and caleb walk in and they're like (laughs) excuse what are you doing she's like i'm totally kidding like I was just pretending and Caleb takes her to the bathroom and throws her birth control in the trash isn't that a crime I think it should be <laughs> I think it is a crime yeah that, to like 100%. tamper with someone's medicine oh but, yeah you know whatever he carries her upstairs and she makes a mental note to get it out of the trash later yeah Jake got the road cleared up and they head to town to grab some things before Mariah gets there she goes to the candy store Caleb meets her there and when they're going to leave they run into Cece Diggins and she is very pregnant ah <gasps> Cece spots them and says, don't bother trying to do the math. She'll be in touch with Caleb. And they get in the truck and Tiernan tries to ask if he knew, but obviously he doesn't answer. She makes him stop the truck and she tries to leave. And Noah pulls up next to them on his dirt bike and asks what's going on. But she just hops on Noah's bike and tells him to go home. Back at the house, Jake wants to know what's going on because she's clearly very upset and Caleb storms in very upset. And she explains everything and then pushes it all aside because she's supposed to do like some weird sexy photo shoot for the Vanderberg Extreme website for like the dirt bike stuff. So she's like, I can't do this right now. I'm about to be a supermodel. The photo shoot gets cut early and Jake tells her that he's going to take the boys to the sheriff and get everything sorted out from November and she's going to stay here and take some space since no one has had any space all winter long. While they're gone, she decides to pack her stuff and she thinks that maybe her and Mariah can just leave first thing with Noah tomorrow and that she wouldn't even have to stay here. She goes to Caleb's room to grab whatever she left up there and writes him a note in the book margin that he had open. She wants more from him and she won't come back unless he comes for her. She hears the dog starting to bark, so she goes to the window 
She sees the stable door open and the light on, so she heads outside. And as soon as she steps in to calm the animals, she notices someone else is there. It's Terrence Holcomb, and he tells her that he knows she's all alone. No! She grabs a rake from the wall as a weapon and pulls her phone out and tries to fumble with it behind her back until she hears a click. He threatens that if she sponsors him, he won't press charges about the bikes from November and everyone can be happy. Her phone rings and he rushes her managing to get into the house to answer Jake's call, but she sees multiple other figures inside. No! She screams, get out, so Jake knows that she isn't alone, and then Terrence comes in the door behind her. She grabs a couple knives, tossing them, and the boys move out of the way, so she, like, books it back to the shop. She keeps the lights off, though, so she can hide. As she hides, she learns that the fire was from Terrence and his cronies, so they somehow snuck up on the mountain, started the fire, and then they left. Knew it. Terrence tells his friends to search for bike keys as compensation, and he might even start another fire. We'll see how he feels. She grabs her bow and strings an arrow, jumping out and aiming. The arrow grazes one of their shoulders, and... It gets them to back off so she can run for the house again, and she goes up to Caleb's room. Terrence breaks Caleb's door down just as she lets loose another arrow and it hits him in the shoulder. Yeah. Terrence's friends leave him to his fate with her because they're like, never mind, this is not worth it. Noah, Caleb, and Jake arrive. They keep Terrence there as they call the sheriff and ask if she's okay and she's fine. She says, I could take care of myself. I shot him in the shoulder. Hell yeah, I'm an independent woman. After the sheriff comes and takes him away, she learns that Caleb isn't being charged for the bikes in November and he did not get Cece pregnant. Terrence did. (gasps) Mariah arrives just then and demands to know what the fuck is going on because she passed the sheriff's in an ambulance on the way up here and Tiernan crushes her into a hug. She tells Mariah to go back into town and she'll meet her there. She needs to do some things here first. But Caleb loads her suitcase into the car because she hasn't told him yet that she knows it's not him yeah uh-uh. and like she what she wrote in his like margin in the book was i love you but until you can like talk i can't be with you i can't do things for you like you have to figure it out yourself you gotta heal so she climbs in the car and she leaves them as jake and noah call for her to stop 22 hours have passed and she's back home in la and she hates it she told mariah everything oh but mariah was pissed was she yeah she's like what the fuck happened up there so your uncle you were fucking your uncle and then you got tag teamed by your cousins what i raced you better than this yeah she gets a binder of everything from her parents funeral their will all that kind of stuff from mariah and she sees that her parents want to be buried like their ashes under the tire swing in the yard and she's like i guess i will do this for you even though you didn't do anything for me so she does that and she decides to auction everything that her parents had in the house and donate it to charities and mariah thinks it's a good idea we're six weeks later she's at the beach she sits there and eats a breakfast burrito when noah casually walks up and says hey what's up what are you doing what's up cousin they hug and she asks how he found her and jake apparently snuck a tracking app on her phone after the first lake incident with terrence okay smart he's also been in la for six weeks but he needed his own alone time and he got his sponsor she tells him that she's so happy for him and he's like thank you i appreciate it but you can ask about caleb because i know you want to and apparently caleb has not been back at the house since she left and he's been living at the fishing cabin. Noah tells her that Caleb really does love her and he's happy that he has something he loves as much as Caleb loves her, which is the motocross thing. Mm-hmm. 
She shows him around and afterwards they agree that tomorrow he'll pack his stuff from his motel to come live with her. She gets home and Mariah's screaming at someone. She's screaming at Jake and she just leaves them to argue and goes up to her room. She falls asleep and sometimes later it sounds like there's hail on her window so she gets up to see what's going on and there's a shadow next to the tree and a new rope with the tire hanging on it. She goes outside to check it out since Mariah cut the old one down and when she's almost to the tree Caleb walks out from the shadows and he holds the tire swing for her to climb on. They're silent for a while as he pushes her and she can't think about anything other than being like happy in this moment and then she whispers that she can't believe he left Colorado. It was time, he says. <gasps> he says. My home is where you are, he says quietly. <gasps> Caleb. He talks. She's shocked speechless and he tells her that after she left, he went to the cabin and started reading the book that they started together out loud. He apologizes it took him so long to hear himself and that he wants to go where she goes. They kiss and she tells him that she loves him and he says it back and then she's like, please keep talking. Don't ever stop talking. You're hot. We switch to Caleb's POV. It's five years later. I run my thumb over her lips as she moves on top of me, grinding and taking me inside her. This is the second time in six hours, her climbing on top of me and stirring me awake at the crack of dawn just ten minutes ago. Oh. They finish fucking in their tent and he has no idea why the tents make her so horny, but in like all of their like hiking and camping and stuff, she's most horny in a tent. Oh, okay. He gets up to go take his turn feeding their son. He's 18 months old. What? They're back to living in Chapel Peak. Their own home is being built and Jake is away in California doing Vanderburg extreme stuff. But for now, they're all home camping because they wanted time together as a family after learning that his mom died in prison. Mariah and Jake are officially together. Oh. And Caleb no longer holds resentment to his dad or his brother. He's completely in love with Tiernan and their little family. And he can't wait to fuck her behind the waterfall later. The end. <laughs> I did not expect her to end up with Caleb. That was my main issue with the book. Like, why Caleb? It should have been Noah. Yeah. Yeah. You just leave Noah like that? What about Noah? And he knows was really heard about it, too. But he was like, okay. And he was, like, the most stable, normal one. And, like, the most kind to her. Mm -hmm. But she chose the one who wrote slut on her forehead and spit in her hair. And threw food at her face. Mm -hmm. Is that what the opinions were? Yeah. I just, I fucking hated that she ended up with Caleb. It should have been Noah. I would have even preferred Jake. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Is that how you feel, Shelby? The first time when I read it, I was like, I think because it was like my first like taboo romance or whatever in 2021 that I was so like blindsided that I was like, ah, I love this book. It's so good. They they deserve to be together. <laughs> he went through so much. He was abusive as hell to her. And she was like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So Riley, on a scale of one to five red pepper emojis, how many do you give this one? I... Difficult, huh? Yeah. Because I think I liked it. It was a really good book. It yeah. was really, really well written. I just think that the fact that she hooked up with her 40-year-old uncle when she was 17 and then wound up with her abusive cousin. Not my personal cup of tea. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And I agree with that. I think I would give it a three. Like a solid yeah. three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you find any of the guys to be sexy? Unfortunately. Who? They're all sexy in their own way. Like they're all described as hot. 
But I also, I think Caleb is the least. Yeah. Caleb is the least sexy. Yeah. Noah first yes. for me. Mm-hmm. And then Uncle Uncle Jake. I guess Uncle Jake <laughs> has to be second. But I just can't get over Caleb and the fact that he was just like always covered in blood and just, I don't know. Yeah. And he like tried to rape her in the beginning. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Would you trade places with Tiernan? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. All right. So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about The Fae Princes by Nikki St. Crow. The last one. The last book in the Vicious Lost Boys series. And we're going to have Riley look at the cover and give us her best guess on what this very last one may be about. Well, since it is Fae Princes, I think I have an idea that it's going to be about Bash and Cass. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one's going to be about them kind of getting like their power back. I feel like that's a good guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel that way. And a lot of fucking. Yeah, because Charlotte and I haven't read it yet. I so, know. That's exciting that you guys haven't read this one yet. I know. I'm excited to start it. Ooh. Well, if you liked this episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. 